welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Pam Mungru. Animorph uses augmented and virtual reality to create solutions for current and yet-to-be-diagnosed problems. It is also, somewhat unusually for a tech company, a workers' cooperative. So, so the cooperative movement has about a quarter of human population is directly benefited from the cooperative movement, which is very powerful when it comes to farming, for instance, but also to housing, energy supplies, and creating structures that are embedded in communities. Mark Goodson is the lead business advisor for Cambridge Social Ventures, an organization which supports businesses that have positive social and environmental impacts. Mark became Animorph's mentor when the team joined CSV's Social Ventures Incubator Programme. Mark shared with me why he enjoyed supporting the team's progress. It's interesting that Animorph's a co-op. It was the first cooperative co-op that I'd worked with, uh, which was really interesting. Because, I mean, one of, the, one, of the nice things about, one of the nice things about what we do is, yeah, we've got a great deal of experience working with social ventures, but also we're learning new stuff all the time as well. So, you know, it's been really interesting working with a cooperative, seeing how they're organised, seeing their principles, and seeing how that fits with what we're doing in terms of increasing social impact. Uh, and also, perhaps Zepan will talk some more about it, but um, they think an awful lot about how teams work together and decision-making. And maybe cooperatives have to think some more, more about that than a typical top-down hierarchical company. So they, they spend a lot of time thinking about that and also have got some ideas which are pretty leading edge as far as that's concerned. Explain a cooperative, please, Stepan. Our cooperative is a worker cooperative, so it's worker-owned and led. So it's self-governed by the workers for the benefit of the workers. Uh, so we're all, we, we own the company on an equal basis and also we have an equal say about how it's run and what happens to the profits that we generate. So why did you choose that format? Because we all actually met in a housing cooperative and we realized that a flat structure is very healthy to, to embed in how we operate and then we thought that this might be a bit unusual in the tech sector. But also we were, uh, from the very beginning, we were driven to, to, to deliver services, which, which is quite straightforward for a co-op. Make things and then you share the profits. But also because everyone is, has complementary skills, we believe that everyone deserves the same remuneration for their efforts. So when, when, when the structure is small, it's, it's quite straightforward. Of course, the, the co-ops are somewhat in... Uh, resistance to the, the, the prevailing shareholder model on the startups, um, but really it's, it's, it's about uh, bringing people together and taking care of each other and also making sure that we continue educating ourselves and of course there's a wider picture of supporting and working with other co-ops wherever they are. So, so the cooperative movement has about a quarter of human po population is directly benefited from the cooperative movement, which is very powerful when it comes to, to farming, for instance, but also to housing, energy supplies, and creating structures that are embedded in communities. So, for instance, someone makes bread, but someone has to deliver all the ingredients for the bread, and then someone buys the bread. So, so they kind of are embedded in the chain of supply 
while with tech it's a bit more complicated and and this is why we're in, we've been looking into opening up another company which will be able to deliver a, a product from scratch and deliver which requires quite a long discovery process and, and really substantial R&D and, and this is where, where we actually are struggling to uh, maintain the cooperative structure per se but it will definitely maintain cooperative values and principles. So for the future then it, it's possible that you won't be a cooperative lot for, for much longer? We've been looking into multi-stakeholder structures and there's this quite famous movement of a platform cooperatives. So let's say, you know, cooperative Uber, cooperative Airbnb and all that stuff that is uh, about like retrieving sharing economy. But in, but in our case, it's a really huge endeavor, which is also innovative and cooperatives, as far as we've uh, researched, do not have mechanisms to, to support such risky endeavors. But there is other there are other models, mostly steward own ownership models, in different flavors that support long-lasting companies that work for the benefit of greater good, let's say, than just benefit of the shareholders. So, in terms of what you produce, what is the future for Animal? It's a it's a platform that will be an interface that can be applied to different problems. So on one hand to industrial training and industrial services, on the other hand to helping people with who are challenged in, in a sensory way. It will be uh, aspects of a cognitive prosthetics, so things that uh, you can customize your reality and be able to memorize things more effect- effectively as a result. So, so essentially it's like a layer of software that will run on glasses that you will be able to customize depending on your needs. So, so one of the prototypes that we've developed that we recently showed at uh, IBC in Amsterdam, it's like a huge trade show, um, uses eye tracking to uh, pick up objects you're looking at and then it recognizes those objects, retrieves information about them, in this case from Wikipedia, and reads it to you. So, so, so there's, it's a wheel of interaction that enables you to just look at things and learn about them. At the risk of offending you, how does that differ from Google Glasses? Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, much more complex. Uh, Google Glasses also, they, they don't display anything on your glasses in a way that accepts any depth. So Google Glasses have a lens just on one eye. They don't have any sense, uh, sensory capacity when it comes to yeah, recognizing 3D objects. They're very uh, you know, uh, poor quality when it comes to computing. Of course, we know that they're working something better now, just as Apple does, just as Facebook is doing. But I guess it's also about the metaphor of computing. They all are applying the same uh, metaphor of 2D, you know, windows, screen-based approach to something that is inherently spatial, to something that is embedded in reality, and something that can really extend how we perceive the world. So I feel that this is arguably our strongest point and, and added value to, to this, that we use our imagination in an empathetic way to reinvent the very basics of uh, how the interface will work. Mark, yes. we should come back to Cambridge Social Ventures mm-hmm. and ask about the processes that you go through with uh, young companies like Animorph and <laughs> Stepan and uh, the rest of the cooperative. Well, it's, it's an ongoing process, but I, I guess the thing is that 
startups, fast-moving startups tend to do things on an ad hoc basis. I think we said that before. So very often they're so fast-moving, they don't have time to put in place the processes and systems and things like that that perhaps a larger company would have. So quite a lot of the time we spent talking about processes and operations and commercial practices and sales and governance and all of the infrastructure that a company has to put in place that at the time is a bit of a pain, but in the long run actually is essential and and there's a big payback around that. Mm. Yeah, if if I may second that. Um, uh, We didn't know what to expect, of course, and and we tried to prepare and read some books and, you know, usually fell asleep after 10 pages (laughs) uh, and then thought that, you know, business is really hard work. And indeed, yeah, we were were learning as we go, but earlier sometimes it just hurts to do it that way. But then when we actually entered the training, it was a very, very hands-on and, you know, oriented towards solving particular problems that are very acute and you have experienced them or you can imagine coming across them in, in the future, in sometimes very near future. So you actually feel motivated to deal, deal with that. And of course, that's the, the training that also sets a certain rhythm over those first six months that you, you go on a regular basis uh, to you know, training about. And then there's this another layer, which arguably is even more important, which is the, the, the relationship with a mentor or advisor, which allows us to, to just sit with someone and really say, you know, what we are dealing with. It's not only about presenting our quarterly report and, you know, making sure that we are, our governance is sound, which we've also improved, by the way, in implementing our so- social value policy, thanks to, thanks to, uh, to the guys. But I think it's this, this trust that is established and also a confidence that it's okay to make mistakes uh, as long as you, you, you want to learn and nothing is, uh, has been imposed on us. At the same time, we frequently thought, yeah, well, they're right, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's a kind of a favorite way to, to learn things and, uh, and effectively change uh, some of your habits. So, yeah, I can just only recommend it to ev- everyone who doubts. And finally, what is the future for Animorph? Well, hopefully we'll open the next computing platform together in the same, in the same group that we started, but larger. And we'll all, all, all learn as we go and you know, discover what this next computing platform is really capable of and how it can help us extend who we are without taking away the things that are really precious and allowing, I think, to, to, to bring us closer together, so create a shared space, but also maintain our individual you know, identity and being able to, to see the world the way we see it. As, as, as it is in a subjective manner, rather than you know, flattening us into a certain frame or cookie cutter that uh, sometimes I feel we are a bit pushed towards. So yeah, I'm, I'm really hopeful actually that we, we can build something that, that matters and, and something that is fun. That was Stepan Orlovsky from Animorph and Mark Goodson from Cambridge Social Ventures. Now, you can find out more about the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation and our work by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube.